It's great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you and your wallet. I want you to learn ideas from me so that you can save more and spend less. And don't let anyone ever rip you off. You can follow me at Facebook.com slash Clark Howard. Coming up in today's Clark Rage, all the bill shock that comes with medical bills is absolutely Clark Rageous. I want to talk about it. And I have a suggestion about how medical bills should be done instead. And later, it's really important to reward employees, to recognize excellence. But I have my strategies that I believe work very well in rewarding people. And they're just examples of the right way to truly let people know you care. So there's something going on with all the economic news and all the political news that has kind of gotten lost, but it's an inside-the-beltway kind of thing that you need to know. So power company just went bankrupt, called First Energy, and they own a bunch of coal and nuclear plants that are no longer economic. The power providers in areas served by First Energy can now get much cheaper power from other places, principally natural gas, secondarily from hydro, solar, and wind. So the, the coal plants and the nuclear plants, just the power from them was just flat out so expensive that the marketplace didn't want them. It's not you and me as consumers making the decision. It's the people that provide power to your home that were like, hey, we'd like to buy power from you, buddy, but it's just too expensive. And so now in bankruptcy, they're looking for favors in D.C. And so First Energy is trying to get the president and the U.S. Department of Energy to declare that this power is necessary because of homeland security and that Americans should have to pay more for their energy because it will somehow protect the country. Now, energy providers around the country are like this is a joke this is ridiculous and you and i are pawns in this thing where you and i would have to pay big extra money for inefficient overpriced antiquated power plants and that is unconscionable and unacceptable the truth is is that companies that supply power to businesses and individuals go for what is the most affordable production out there, and the market has changed. And the most affordable production, and it takes the largest market share in a lot of the country, is natural gas. Because of hydraulic fracking, we have massive amounts of natural gas available, 
and that provides a much more efficient stream of energy than we were getting from these coal plants or nuclear plants. The marketplace should rule. The greatest irony of all, though, is in many states now, the lowest cost power provider with no subsidy at all is wind. And it's not the windmills they placed in the House and Senate with all the hot air from the politicians. No, I'm talking about windmills all across the Great Plains. And these windmills produce extremely low-cost energy that nobody else is able to touch. And we are just a short time away from where with wind being intermittent and solar, which is getting steadily cheaper, that provides intermittent power as well, being backed up with batteries so that they will have power available when the wind's not blowing and the sun's not shining. But regardless, the combination of hydro, wind, solar, and natural gas provides the most affordable and reliable power in the United States. And the Washington politicians need to stay out of this and let the free market work so you and I don't have to pay extra to heat and cool our homes or run our businesses. Mindy is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Mindy. Mindy, I don't hear you. Let's see if Brett is with us. Hello, Brett. Welcome to the Clark Howard Show. Hello. How are you, Brett? Oh, Brett can't hear me Hello. either. We will figure Clark. out what technical problem we're having in a second. And Joel, why don't you hit me with an Ask Clark while we're getting that working? All right, Clark. Brian wrote in. He says, I was listening the other day while you were talking about private label clothing. You mentioned that you wear $5 golf shirts. I would love to know where you buy them. I can't find a good deal. I can't find the $5 ones anymore. They were Walmart's private label called Faded Glory. And they were $5 and I think $5.83. So I exaggerated when I said they were $5 because they were almost 6 But uh, they... They wear very well. They're 100% cotton. And I don't know uh, this season if they're bringing in Faded Glory again as a private label. And you should know Walmart uses two private labels. Faded Glory is their low-end private label. And George is their high-end private label. The George clothing is too expensive for me. But the Faded Glory is in my price range and I'm very happy with them. All right, and Stephen wants to know, you mentioned a $20 alternative to a Ring video doorbell system with cloud storage. Can you please tell me what that is? Okay, so it's not the equivalent of a Ring doorbell because it's not an actual doorbell. These are security cameras, and they're called the WiseCam version 2, W-Y-Z-E cam, the website wisecam.com. They're $19.99 plus shipping. They are on extreme back order. And if you order now, I think you'll get them late spring, early summer. These are interior cameras, but what many people do 
is they put them on a windowsill. But the reason the Wise Cam is such a deal is the Wise Cam gives you um, cloud storage for free. The way most of these things work is you have to pay a subscription in order to watch the video. And so they'll store it in the cloud. With Wise, you get the camera extra cheap, and then you get the storage for free. So it is quite a deal. All right, Clark, and Chris wrote in. She said, my hospital is now asking for credit card information when you call to pre-register for a procedure. They want you to pay beforehand. Your phone rings listed as a local number, and they want your credit card information right then and there. I've listened to you for a long time, and I know better than to give my credit card information out, especially when I didn't initiate the call. I was threatened that I would not be able to have the procedure on the day scheduled if I did not give them my card number. So this is a real tough part of medicine. If you have an emergency, a, um, a hospital must treat. They must treat. On the other hand, if you're having something that is a scheduled surgery and there's a patient copay that is your responsibility, the hospital doesn't want to end up with an unpaid balance bill or a surgery center or whatever. So they have a legitimate business reason to get paid. Even with that having been said, never, never, not ever, in a call you did not initiate and one place to you, give your credit card or debit card number over the phone. If there is a legitimate reason, you tell them, hey, I, I, as a policy, I never give out that information to someone who called me. I'll be happy to call back to the office and give that information. Uh, it is an ongoing tug of war with insurance companies, hospitals, and consumers. And consumers are kind of caught in the middle here. So if you ever do give your credit card information in advance. It needs to be clear what it is it will be billed for, what it is you're responsible for. You don't give your card number for an undetermined amount of money that will be figured out later. And we fixed our technical problem, so I'm going to see, well, I think we fixed our technical problem. Mindy, can you hear me now? Yes, Clark, I can. Hi, welcome to the Clark Howard Show. Thank you. How are you doing today? Great, Mindy. And you have something potentially very exciting in your life. Yes. So my boyfriend is getting ready to pop the question, and we're really excited. But of course, there come some financial concerns with that. He will be attending medical school in the fall. And for a good bit of his undergraduate as well, he took out some federal loans. So I just want to know... Can a prenup prevent me from inheriting his student loan debts in case of a divorce or a death? Wow. Um, so student loan debt is the responsibility of the borrower, and the only potential wrinkle in that would be in what are known as community property states. And a prenup by itself would not prevent exposure to you in a circumstance like uh, his passing away, and a prenup would protect you in the event of a divorce. 
Okay, that's good to know. I always get nervous about these calls, though, because there's <laughs> always legal wrinkles, and you know, I'm not a lawyer. But the other thing is, prenups have always been something that that like tugs at my heart in a bad way because it's the idea and it's realistic. I mean, half of marriages don't make it, but the idea of figuring out up front what's going to happen if it doesn't work out just hits the romantic side of me so hard. <laughs> but it's I, not the most romantic topic, for sure. It is definitely not the most romantic. But do you happen to know if you live in a community property state? I do not know. All right. Producer Joel will come up with a list of community property states. And just so you know what that means, in states that are community property states, once you're married, the obligations of one are looked at as the legal obligations of the other in general okay. terms. And in non-community property states, um, that's not the case. Now, you live where? We're currently living in North Carolina. So, right, so North Carolina is not a community property state. Okay. So that would not be an issue that you would be responsible for his loans unless at some point you were crazy enough to co-sign on a loan. <laughs> My mom has listened to you for a long time, so I've, I know a lot about the dangers of co-signing. And what I hope for you and your soon-to-be fiancé is that you have an absolutely magnificent and long life together. Brett is with us here on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Brett. How you doing? Hey, Clark. How are you today? Great. Thank you. So, Brett, you want to talk about being a Toys R Us refugee. Yes. So um, I have a Toys R Us credit card uh, as a pretty high dollar limit, but I just got a letter in the mail uh, saying that the benefits of that, that card are going away uh, with their pending liquidation. So what I'm wondering is, is if I should close out that card and, and look for something else that has good benefits to it, or should I just kind of leave it open and toss it somewhere, somewhere safe? How many other credit cards do you have? Um, I would say uh, three. Great. All right. And so the the issuer of that card, the Toys R Us card, was it a MasterCard or Visa? I forget which. Um, I think it was a MasterCard. Okay. So the owner of that card, whoever the issuer is, is not going to want to likely lose the portfolio. And they will probably, in the next several weeks, offer you an alternative card with potentially a different reward program. Okay. So they don't lose the portfolio. The reason is it costs a card issuer typically somewhere, uh, it's hard to believe, but around $400 to acquire each customer in marketing expenses, sales expenses, and commissions to gather each customer. So they don't want to just lose people that costs them a lot of money to get. So if you have other cards you're happy with, use those and just wait with the Toys R Us one to see what they do come along with, the issuer comes along with as an offer to you. There's no annual fee, right? Nope. So if they don't offer you anything decent, just keep the card because it helps you in your credit score to have it. And then go shopping for another reward card if you're somebody who pays your balances in full. Okay. Yeah, and should I reach out to the 
to the issuer at all? Nah, um, no, no, they'll get around. To, they'll get around to sending letters. Okay, <laughs> they may be trying to figure out what they're going to do with that. And by the way, time is really critical. Do you have any Toys R Us gift cards laying around, Brett? No, I, I've used uh, anything I've had and all the points that I had saved up. Oh, that's wonderful because the points. Programs no more is, I think you mentioned, April 21st is the last day to use the Toys R Us gift cards. And so uh, you got to get those used up quickly or the money will turn into dust. And Toys R Us obviously is about to turn into dust too. And somebody else, I believe, is going to come into that space of selling toys year-round. Thanks for taking time out of your day to join us here on the Clark Howard Show, where you're empowered with knowledge so you can keep more of what you make. And you can follow me at facebook.com slash Clark Howard. I am a big believer that it is so important that the people that work in an organization feel valued and are rewarded tangibly for what they do in every possible way. And this is an obsession of mine through my entire adult life. Any organization I've ever run, I have always put a big emphasis on the people that are part of a team feeling rewarded as part of that team, that everybody is working for a common purpose and common goal. And that's an idea that doesn't get a lot of play in corporate America. It is very, very unusual for a company, either a small, closely held one like mine, or to the biggest corporations, doing true, real, genuine rewards to the people who make it happen is just not how things are commonly brought about and a lot of talk about this just recently because united airlines (laughs) united can't win a good headline can they united unilaterally changed how its employees were bonused and instead of paying people for meeting individual performance targets united decided on its own that it was terminating the individual awards And instead, anybody who met targets was going to be put in a lottery pool and some people were going to win big lottery jackpots, I guess, every 90 days. And the employees went berserk because they were no longer being rewarded for meeting individual goals and targets. And, I mean, United's a culture going back to the 1980s that has been management and labor has been at war with each other. And what happens anytime management and labor are at war with each other, the customer is the one that suffers. Well, my belief is that you always want to align incentives between workers and management. That when one wins, everybody wins. And I do my own weirdo ways of rewarding people and incentivizing people and each organization has to find its own roadmap to that but one thing we do is when we have our 
annual planning meeting, we do it somewhere in the world. And it's a reward and a work trip all in one. And we go wherever in the world goes on sale once a year. Uh, This year to France. Uh, Last trip was to Australia. The trip before was to Thailand. Year before that, I think, was Italy, maybe? I think that was Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Year before that was, was that Dubai? Man, they run together, but... That may have been Italy, and then the year before that was Dubai. That could have been. So it's funny, when somebody becomes eligible to go on the the meeting trip, it's usually a winter meeting trip, uh, (laughs) we, we put on the calendar when the trip's going to be, but we don't put a destination, and newbies like, well, where are we going? <laughs> That's like part of the hazing. People start laughing. You don't get it yet, do you? <laughs> but we do that. And when I uh, had a business back in the 80s, I used to give my employees free postage. You know, people used to mail letters, pay bills, stuff like that. There was no uh, electronic way to do any of that stuff. And I gave people unlimited postage because people always steal postage at work, well, at least back when people used to mail things. And I figured, why not turn it into a benefit instead of a cost? You know, that, and so I looked at it as a reward to people. And instead of them feeling like they were stealing, they were saying, hey, that's really cool. I get unlimited free postage. Cost me virtually nothing compared to what it costs to pay people. So the more creative you can be, the more funky you can be with rewards, and the more genuine they are, the the more success you'll have in your business. I used to give 25% of my company profits back in that business. 25% of my company profits each year were parceled out in equal shares to full-time employees and proportional shares to part-time employees. So that everybody had a direct benefit in the profitability and as people would go towards the end of a year I'd start getting questions how's it looking how's it looking and people really felt like and they understood that they were part of making the business a success and the more successful the business was the more profits they took home in their bonus And so whatever it is, however it works, that is the ultimate, and capitalism works best when there's enlightened self-interest. And that's the ultimate example. When you don't act selfish and cheap with your employees, but instead you're generous with them, they'll do more for you, create more value, serve the customer, whatever your customer is, better, and everybody wins. If all the money goes to the boss, where's the incentive for the worker? And don't hit me with that junk about, I pay them, isn't that enough? It's not. Kevin is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Kevin. Hello, Clark. How are you today? Great, thank you, Kevin. You stopped using your piece of trash fake Visa, fake MasterCard. Yes, yes, I did. Um, Have you had withdrawal from not using it? Uh, well, what we did is uh, we, we uh, my wife and I, have uh, been listening to your podcast, 
and uh, we followed your recommendation on not to use our uh, debit cards. And uh, <clears throat> so right now, I don't even carry my debit card. I just uh, use uh, a credit card uh, for all my charges. But we do have uh, some accounts that some utilities like water, electric, and, and a phone uh, where they're set up to do automatic withdrawals from our checking account. And the reason I uh, called was I just wanted to get your thoughts on uh, those types of transactions. So when you allow what's called an ACH, uh, autom- uh, Automated Clearing House, where they yes. come in and they take the money from your checking account, the issue only comes if their system goes haywire and okay. they take money out they shouldn't. And sometimes it's not the system's gone haywire, they just take money they shouldn't. The most common example of that is health clubs, contract-oriented okay. uh, fitness centers or gyms are the most uh, likely culprit that would keep taking money even after your commitment or contract is over. Okay. But it's a low-level risk when you're doing that with a utility company where you allow them to automatically draft your checking account. And my preference, if any of those people allow you to allow them to post an automatic charge to your credit card, that's preferential to doing the automatic debit of your checking account because you have more rights in the event they make an accidental withdrawal. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, there's a, a few accounts that we don't know if we can set up uh, to do uh, automatic uh, uh, withdrawal on our credit card. And 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 uh, we do have, a, and those few may, I think, are already doing automatic bank withdrawals, ACH. Okay. And, and so... As long as you check your checking account statement on a timely basis, you're fine doing that. Okay. Because it would be odd for a utility company to foul that up. And if they did, it would not be because they're being dishonest, only because they made a mistake. Okay. So uh, with a debit card, I believe one example is if uh, maybe there was a disgruntled employee, they could take that information um type thing that would be uh very difficult for them to do that with uh an automatic uh, bank withdrawal absolutely not that is a risk i don't want to say that's not a risk because if there was a dishonest employee who had access to that information and knew the routing number the bank routing and your checking account number that's being used for the ach they could in fact take money from your checking account so that is a risk but that's again that's remote enough and obscure enough i'm not especially worried about that but that could happen you know in life there's so many things that are potential risks and you got to measure the risk versus the reward in your case it's making sure these bills are always paid on time and it's really convenient for you having the ACH and I actually don't allow 
any ACHs for any bills. I right. What I do is I use electronic bill pay that I control to pay them if I have to send real money. Otherwise, I use fake plastic. You know, I use my credit card. Okay. So okay. it's it's whichever I can do in each case. And I have no problem with a lot of vendors setting up where my credit card is automatically charged because I do have all kinds of extra rights if a problem happens then. Sure. So, and so it's just your choice because there is, you mentioned one of them right there, a disgruntled employee getting in there and stealing the account numbers of people that do ACH. There are these remote possibilities of things that could happen but as long as it's a, a mainstream kind of vendor that you're doing the ACH that is a-okay John joins us on the Clark Howard show hello John hi Clark thanks for having me on sure John you're uh, gonna be a generous dad and help your son yes our son and his lovely wife moved to vegas and have done very well for themselves but they do have a child on the way and we wanted to get them out of their condo and into a house before she has the baby and um they're in a position where she's got some student loan debts and my son's credit score could be improved so we're going to finance a house for them for a few years until we move down there. And uh, just wondering the best way to approach that as far as taxes and... Uh, so you're in a best. position that you can afford to uh, do the mortgage for them. You mean you're going to... You have the cash and you're going to make the loan to buy the house or you're going to sign for a loan with a traditional lender? Right. Here's what we've done so far is we have no debt until we just financed our house for a hundred grand. And we thought maybe they're going to finance the rest, but now it looks like we're just going to purchase the balance of the house, whatever they select in Las Vegas. So we would have two loans going and I was inclined to head in the direction of setting up the property as a rental and just having my son and his wife rent the house from us that would that would give you the most protection as a dad if you're not worried at all about anything going on with the two of them you're not worried about them owning a house and owing you money you could do it where it's the equivalent of you're the mortgage company because you're using, if I follow, let me make sure I follow this right. You're going to use your own available funds to purchase the house for them, and then you're going to hold, hold the loan? Yes, and they're going to not pay us the entire amount of our payments, but um, you know, probably about half of it. And well, then, then in that will... case, all right, I'm going to give you a couple of models. And what mm-hmm. I'm going to suggest, by the way, is for you to hire a real estate attorney in Las Vegas to make sure you do everything exactly right in the most practical way uh, to protect your interests and the kids' interests. But the alternative, and I've done one of these deals before, is 
that you own the house 50-50 and half of it you put up cash for, the other half they have a note they're paying you on. And then ultimately, if the goal is for them to own the house, they can eventually buy you out. So So you would own half the house and they would be borrowing from you for the other half of the house. So we would set up the financing in Las Vegas through a mortgage broker or whatever, but then we set up a note for... No, I thought you said you would come to the table with the money. Well, I thought that's the direction we were going to go, but now it looks like we're going to put up all the money. Okay. I absolutely, having heard that, I want you to go without the kids. I want you to uh, buy an hour of time from a real estate lawyer in Las Vegas, sit down with him or her, talk through the scenarios, and based on his or her experience, they're going to suggest to you the best format for you to do what your goals are here so that your interests are protected and the kids' interests are protected because this kind of thing, you need the experience and the expertise of a a local lawyer to make sure you do it in the way that will work best. Getting general advice from me on this particular situation would be wrong. You need the real estate lawyer professional to guide you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for Ask Clark. That's where you post a question for me at Clark.com. Producer Joel, ask it. Yeah, Clark Christie wrote in and said, I heard you say that there's a phone number to get free advice from the IRS about my taxes. I haven't been able to find that. Could you provide me with the info? Okay, so (laughs) you're not actually getting the free advice from the IRS. They can't answer their phones at all right now. They're so extremely short-staffed. But there are a couple of programs where you can get free advice. There's the VITA program, which is Volunteer Income Tax Assistance that's been around forever. And then there's a program specifically for the elderly. There's a number you can call to see who's available, 800-906-9887. That's 800-906-9887. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. I want you to know that I appreciate so much that you've just tuned into our podcast, that you had faith in the information and advice you get. You want more information from us? One of the best ways to get Clark smart is with our free newsletters, Clark Daily, Clark Deals, and Travel Escape. Sign up now 
you'll be able to unsubscribe at any time if you think I'm wasting your time. Go to Clark.com newsletters.